Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the audio road trip that has no breaks. So how did we get here? I'm here with Zach, who brought up a very questionable topic as soon as we started this uh, podcast session. Uh, would Hi, you everybody. like to talk about the habitual mundanity of Saturday Night Live? Yeah, so this one was something that has sort of been in the back of my brain for a while, but I got to see what your wavelength is on this to see like mm-hmm. how aware you are of this whole... Did you grow up watching SNL or any yeah, Matt yeah, TV? Any of it? When okay. I grew up watching SNL, uh, it was still like in the peak of uh, like Lonely Island, Dick in the Box, stuff like that. Ah, um, okay. I thought you were going to say even earlier. So like Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, but no. No, it's like, no, I don't think I like really knew. I was like shocked when I found out they had those people on SNL. I feel like that's the impressive part about SNL is the further you go back, you're like, huh, I didn't know they were on SNL. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like old stars that are or new stars, I guess, that people don't realize were on it. But like I, I there used to be a whole culture around sketch comedy and it was a lot more common. Uh and I w- watched so much of it growing up, mm-hmm. whether it was like SNL or Mad TV. You didn't you you definitely weren't mad TV, right? If you were like new snl there's I don't no think way i like watched it live but i definitely was like aware of it got you okay yeah i mean so there was like sketch was huge and mm-hmm. then it just sort of died and now I mean, it's you just even had like the amanda the amanda show which yes. was like snl yep. for kids you had all that like you had it was everywhere yeah and you had a uh, keenan who went from all that to snl which is and he's gonna neat. die there i know isn't that crazy like now he's like the longest running of all time yeah i've read somewhere that they 19 make 19 like, seasons dude that's too much <laughs> that's nuts dude uh so apparently i've read somewhere that they get like i think it's like three thousand dollars an episode or something so you know yeah. that's what 150k a year, but that's your first season, and every season you get five hundred more an episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. So after nineteen, he's caked up. I don't know if there's like yeah, a, cac- yeah. a capper. At one. that point, you just don't leave. Yeah, yeah, you're locked in. So just doing the rough math, like let's say that is true, and it doesn't have any caps. Like he is getting twelve thousand per show. Uh, there's no way they don't cap it because well, I guess Absolutely. he is like he is like the mascot now. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like the main guy on the show. They use him. Uh, on honestly, like, I mean, honestly, with what Ariana Grande did to Pete Davidson. 
Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. That dude had such like an unpredictable blow up, right? Yeah. It's he was funny, but no one really knew him well and no one like had any avenue to and then yeah. He dated Ariana Grande, and then SNL was like, oh, we got to put him in more stuff. He's hot right now. And then they broke up. He maintained that level of relevance and then started dating Kim Kardashian. He wasn't that funny either. That's, I think, the craziest thing is, like, he's a pretty funny guy, but he's not, like, I don't know. He d- he doesn't feel like a breakout guy, but he just, like, sort of came into the mainstream and maintained like you said, maintaining the relevance is kind of crazy because I feel like yeah. like you were talking about how these stars will like get off SNL and do bigger things. I feel like that hasn't happened since like no. well, Andy also, Sandberg or you Bill Hader. say that like it it takes some time. Uh, I mean, Kate sometimes. McKinnon kind of blew up on the scene in her own way, like not in, you know. She's gone on to do a lot of things. Yeah, but she's not like huge. No, no. I in mean, the same way that like Adam Sandler or you know the other guys did. I think, yeah, the the some of the casts that they had were just like shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Because there is at one point in time when I want to try and look it up. Um, yeah, they've had like pretty much. There, there's like a a, a a Hollywood clique of stars, yeah. and it's all just like uh, Kate. What's her name? Something Wig, Kristen Wig, Kristen yeah, Wig. Bill Hader, um, Will Forte, that whole group of people, and they all get picked up from like improv troops uh, yeah. around the country. Usually, the one in Chicago. Because I'm looking at this right now. Um, here's the roster of 2005. You have Fred Armisen, Rachel Dratch, Tina Fey, Will Forte, Daryl Hammond, Seth Meyers, Vanessa Mitchell, Chris Parnell, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Horatio Sands, Kenan Thompson, and then debuting Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, and Kristen <laughs> Wiig. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, that. that's pretty stacked. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't that, have rosters like that anymore. And And it's like, I feel like, Everybody on there is a talent. Meanwhile, it's like, I don't know. It's very hard to come across that because it feels like the modern episodes are you've got a couple standouts and a bunch of people that you're like, oh, that's cool. But the reason that I brought it up is because I feel like sketch comedy in general is just like all there is now is SNL, which is weird because it was coming back with the whole like there was sketch comedy on YouTube that was huge for a while. I feel like it probably still is. But yeah, and also like, you know. You would kind of think it has the same effect that a lot of media has when you start like posting it online because SNL is very online now. Like I remember um, watching like shitty re-uploads back in the day. But, you know, like now it just it's it's just SNL organically uploading their own content. Yeah. They're throwing up all their clips so they don't care if you watch them live, which kind of removes the whole live aspect, obviously. I, but I feel it like, opens up the room for virality, and they just don't seem to really care. Like, as you said, but yeah. also, I, I don't know. I just think it's harder to... Uh, you would think that it would bring people over. Right. 
And I just don't think there's that conversion that they're probably hoping for. I don't know how you appeal to a younger audience if you're SNL. Because it feels like, like if you look at something like Family Guy, which has been on now for 23 years, which is crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. we live in a post-Family Guy world. Isn't that insane? That there are people listening to this that have always listened, that have always existed in a world with Family Guy. Because it changed a lot of things. But... The reason I bring it up is because, like, it feels like Family Guy, by the nature of its cutaway stuff and its randomness... is what you're saying? No, it's not even dated. It's the opposite. Because, like, the fact that it has all these cultural references that were in, like, 2004, 2005, that can still be brought up or memed today means that there's always a chance that, like, uh, uh... Family Guy meme or something will go viral or, you know, a Spongebob thing will go viral. It feels like those things are timeless. Meanwhile, SNL is like, it should be going viral because they have the ability and the agility to put out something every week, but they just can't convert younger audiences. So how long does it stick around? (coughs) I don't know anybody my age that watches that show regularly. That SNL is kind of like a Goliath at this point. Like too big to fail? Yeah, I, I I just don't think it can fail. I do think it has become, like, criminally unfunny, and I don't know anyone <laughs> who really watches it. Like, it's it's one of those things where I don't want to pull the, like, back in my day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I kind of had that feeling once, so I actually went back and started watching SNL in, like, 2007. Uh-huh. I, I went and started watching then, and I think I can kind of denote what, has changed mm-hmm. not like ignoring roster right like that's hard to control sure but uh just the the sheer writing of the show i think it has become uh like snl has always been liberal in nature right oh sure yeah but i feel like now they only parody republicans yeah because uh, i was watching you know 2008 2007 so it's like you're getting a lot of like obama romney right is that it yeah. no or is that the re-election uh no it was about it, it was mccain first i think yeah yeah it was romney. mccain it was mccain yeah. obama then and then um bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You know, they were were making fun of both of them, like pretty religiously. You know, Sarah Palin was like a, a definite reoccurring character for Tina Fey. Yeah. And like they had... Like, it was just really good banter on both sides. Right. And I'll be honest, I think politics as of lately are just too pathetic to clown on because <laughs> for, like, the past six years, they've been making fun of Trump. Yeah. And, like, they're not doing anything. They're just repeating things he's actually said. And, yeah, it's ridiculous, but I think it loses an element of comedy when I'm just like, I saw that tweet. Yeah. No, it, it's it's the whole, like, reality is stranger than fiction 
Yeah. So why you can't really make fun of it because the nonsense is like actually happening in our everyday lives. There's like say, a weird. I loved Alec Baldwin's Trump though. Uh, I I like the. Uh, it's not. There's a new guy on the show. I'm ashamed to admit. I've watched the newer episodes. I've definitely uh, watched the newer episodes. Yeah, so. you said. Uh, you said who watched it? Mal and I will put it on in the yeah. background while we like talk about our day. It's just like background noise. I've tried to watch it. I haven't watched it in like the most recent season, mm-hmm. but I I have watched enough to know some names. Like, like I know. I mean, I like Colin Jost and uh, Michael Shea. I like yeah, Cecily yeah, yeah. Strong, Chris Red, and Keenan still kicking. You know who They've I got a really pretty good liked? cast. She left in the past couple of years, but I really like Vanessa Bayer. Yeah, she has her own show now, and it's pretty good. It's on Hulu. Yeah, well, nobody does. That's the thing. These guys go off and do their own thing. Cecily Strong has a show on Apple TV. Vanessa Bayer has a show on Hulu. AD Bryant had a show on Hulu. It's like they're all going out and striking it out and doing their own thing, but you never hear about it. Yeah, It's kind of, I don't know. But the reason I bring it up is because it's like I've noticed that the same thing you have where it's and I think this is a cultural wide thing where it's not just SNL, but like Stephen Colbert used to do a show where he would like be a he would he would be a right wing pundit. That's the whole point of Colbert Report, right? But it always yeah. felt like it was supposed to be funny first. Now it just I don't know. I so much of the show is like people clapping at what they agree with like <laughs> i i do think that's what it is it's yeah. crazy to me i don't it's it's absurd yeah i sent you a little graph that shows um the the length of all the cast members and oh a yeah i'm looking at nice it little visual you really see keenan thompson's line that starts and never ends damn dude let's go yeah Kenan. right in the middle in that green but oh shit yeah i think what's crazy is Tina that, Fey wasn't on the, for that long. That's kind of nuts. Well, I think that's like as an as a as a cast member because she was a writer. Oh, for she was a, a writer. While. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's so crazy is that I watched like interviews and of like Andy Samberg talking about the the digital shorts. Right. Mm-hmm. He had a fight for those. Like he, if I remember correctly, like they told him no when they want to do this because it's Saturday Night Live. You know, yeah. let's let's keep the live element in in play. And I, I think he kept pushing for him. He got one approved. It was like just two guys or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he put it on YouTube and then it got like not millions of views because at the time YouTube was still on the up and up. It was probably yeah. like a few hundred thousand views. And then Lorne Michaels was like, oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> so then it took a while, but Andy Samberg, like Yorma... And Akiva definitely had to like fight for the digital shorts and then eventually became like a staple of the show. And it's it's one of those things like they definitely had a specific brand of comedy. They had a vision. Yeah. And whenever the Lonely Island boys left, I feel like that's when the digital shorts really like took a hit as well. Yeah, there's some new stuff with like Kyle Mooney, I think, is doing a lot of that stuff, but it's not the same. I don't think it's as like it's clearly not as viral. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. reach out as far. I just, I'm wondering how you bring that sort of show back. Like Andy Samberg definitely had like a trajectory. I'm sure a lot of people couldn't have predicted. Oh yeah. He had a moment for a little while. He was sort of like a new Adam Sandler for a little bit where he had like all these movies and was sort of popping off. But like, what's he doing now? Is he doing Uh, anything? Dude, Brooklyn nine, nine. (laughs) 
Still? I thought that was off the air. Um, I think they took some time, but I know they're coming back for a final season. I just don't know if it started or not. Gotcha. Um, he okay. was, he just, uh, was in the Chip and Dale movie. Oh, he was, dude, I kept thinking that was Will Forte. It sounds exactly like no, Will Forte. I don't no. know why. I mean, it was Andy Samberg and also Akiva, uh, directed it. Akiva? Uh, the, the other Lonely Island guy. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. He was in the first scene when they, like, you know, in the first scene, how they like cut the set and then like the director's talking to him. That was yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a fun little Easter egg of he directed the show. And I know Yorma just did like some like secondary tertiary voices here and Got there. Got you. Okay. I still hated that movie, but we talked I know about you that did. Before. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just Actually, think it's interesting that like they started out as a young friend group and they like still do things together, which is shocking to me being in entertainment and not hanging out with friends I used to. Yeah. No, that's sick. Good for them for like growing together. You know, yeah. that's that's not very common, especially uh, Sandberg, who has such an upward trajectory. Like it would be so easy for him to not work with his friends. Right. Yeah. And he still does. Do you think there's any world where like you could bring back a sketch comedy thing on that kind of scale that appeals to a modern audience like I like think a Twitch or YouTube audience? Like, I think it's super hard because it it's like no insults to SNL, but there are just, you can find a YouTube channel that's doing whatever you're looking for better. Yeah. And it doesn't have the sets or like the props, but it doesn't matter. It's, if it's like yeah. funnier and bitey, you know, have you ever watched like Joel Haver? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just like, look at the sketches that he does and just think of like, Oh, I would come back and watch that on a weekly basis. Right. Yeah. Also, I think just how the internet is, everyone is so much less schedule focused when it comes to media because it's on demand whenever, you know, like the family's right, yeah. not sitting around the television at 6 p.m. every weekday yeah. anymore. I I think we've talked about this before, but it creates this weird world where like anybody only ever watches the same show out of a like volunteering to do it. Like if there's this moment where everybody says, oh my god, this show is amazing, go watch it, and then they hear about it everywhere. Yeah. Then that's what everybody seems to watch at that moment. So, like, Stranger Things just came back, and now that's what everybody's talking about. That's what yeah, people I, care about. I still haven't watched it, but everyone's talking about it, so I might be like, huh, I might as well watch it. Did you ever uh, see the first season? No, I've never watched any of it. It's, uh, it, hmm, it's fine. I, I think it, it ran its course with the whole, like, 80s nostalgia like isn't this just like our old movies but it's now it's gotcha. 2022 and it's like seven years later from when it started it's like okay what what's next and That's they keep doing the be. same thing yeah yeah i i wonder like what it would take for snl to get back i think it's just like they they need to target it i think they need a better cast like not how do we dragging, do that anyone on the show it's more of like they need a more notable cast i think yeah. and like it they don't even have to be incredible actors or funny or stuff like that like <laughs> it's don't even you, have to be funny no to be I mean, on it's SNL. Written. yeah yeah just the improv comes secondary but like let's say they announce that they have like a new cast member Th they wouldn't but like harry styles right sure like, they pick, like, a big musician outside of film, which is kind of breaking into film now, but, like, uh -huh. 
you know, like I just feel like they need a pull. They like need to poach a couple people, right? They need some big stars to like get stunt casting. But yeah, but at the same time, all the biggest people on SNL got their breakout on SNL. So it's like yeah. I'm sure they're just trying to like lightning has struck multiple times, and I think they're just failing to have it strike again. It does feel somewhat random. Maybe not yeah. random, but it does feel like it, it, you don't know who that next breakout is. Who would like have you thought said, Tina Pete Fey the, in the writer's room would have exactly, broken out? Exactly, yeah. It feels like there's no way to know like if a Pete Davidson or a Tina Fey or like Bill Hader is now like fucking killing it. Yeah, so, like I would say Bill Hader's at the peak of his career right now, which is awesome to say. Yeah, Barry's one of my favorite shows ever made. That show is so good. The Bill Hader's just, from Oklahoma. Nuts. I do. I remember that actually. I saw yeah, that because yeah, I was Tulsa. shocked. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, do I'm, you think mm. there's any chance for like th- this? Is sort of sidebarring it, but do you remember Ven? Did you ever see Ven? Ven? Oh, we yeah. talked about SNL for a while, but no, I don't know. What I, know. Is. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we were on SNL for a long time, but it it reminds me of like so. Ven was. Real quick, before you segue, I just really want to talk about something on SNL, just about how shocking it is how many people came from SNL. Oh, it's a bunch. I I think it would surprise so many people that they had like Will Ferrell, Andy Samberg, Chevy Chase, Sarah Silverman, uh, Alec Baldwin, Tina Fey, as we mentioned, Andy Samberg, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Uh, That's just off the top of my head. Who am I missing? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL. Really? Iron Man himself. One season because he was coked out of his fucking mind. Yeah, of course. Robert Downey Jr. back then was a different person. Yeah. He was um, probably like four different people, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he probably cycled through them, yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you look at it, every single, like, there are seasons that are snapshots of, like, a Pop generation culture. of comedy. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, I'm looking at this one. It's like Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, Mike Myers. Like, that's a... I a think time, there right? was a cultural reset whenever, uh, I, I mean this, honestly, uh, a cultural reset when Andy Samberg, Justin Timberlake made Dick in a Box. Sure. Because, yeah, I don't know. I It's just something about that just, I think, revolutionized comedy. As simple and silly as it is, I feel like sketches were different from that moment forward. I don't know, like, the internet. Not, not so much SNL, but I, no, feel like I feel you. that really spawned a lot of things. And also, like, they had a whole trilogy with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they had Mother Lover, and then they had Three Way with Lady Gaga. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> I, I don't know that one. I know the Mother Lover one, but I don't know that one. <laughs> Mother Lover is a great one, but the, <laughs> the, three, the gimmick of three-way is... They're two guys who, you know, you could you could uh, write a sexual tension between them if you wanted to. Sure. And they're talking about how straight they are, and they're both going to, like, pipe this girl tonight. And then they both show up at the same girl's house, Lady Gaga, and she's like, hey, I just want you both. I hope that's cool. 
And then they're like, well, that's okay because we're so straight. And it's not gay when it's in a three-way. With the honey in the middle, that's some leeway. The area's gray in a one-two three-way. It's and the joke is that like uh it's um, it's a heterosexual posturing, right? Yeah, like the, yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a like the competitive heteronormity. And then at some point of the threesome, they're still going at it. And then Lady Gaga comes out from the bathroom. It's like, you're still you're still going at it. Ah, uh, you know, okay. and, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just it, it's just a lot of like you know, that's toxic masculinity. I guess it's not even masculinity, just toxic heterosexuality. Yeah. Maybe? Anyways, what were you saying? What's Vern? Ven? Uh, Ven. Yeah. Ven is, uh, so uh, this is very sort of off topic. So Ven was trying to do the G4 thing where it was like TV yeah. for gamers, but they were on Twitch and somebody dumped a bunch of millions of dollars into it. And they had like hosts and it was supposed to be gamer TV and they had like big streamers come on, like Ludwig and Mizkiff and Charlie and blah 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 myth. And they were on the show for a little bit, and they wanted to run twenty four hours, but I think eventually they stopped. And the first month they had like I don't know ten k viewers because people wanted to see what the hell is going on. And by month two, it was down to like three hundred, and they never went back up. And then they died, but they had like a full set. They had millions of dollars behind it. They had so much shit and it just went nowhere. And it just, it, I keep thinking like, is there any way to make that work in a way that like a collaborative effort between influencers and production and media yeah. at, at a mass scale? Cause like obviously individual streamers and content creators can do one-off productions or like sponsorships or activations. Like, I think if it's silly, but I think if you just did streams into YouTube videos with like a large SNL styled cast of influencers, uh-huh. I think it could work. I think like let's say you remember Jerma's dollhouse? Yes. Yeah. Imagine imagine if you had like a group of content creators and they had to do zero of the production. They just had to show up to this like live stream. Yeah. And you handle the entire preparation and then you just have like let's say you just did German dollhouse and you just said all right German just show up on this day and then he does with no preparation they tell him what to do and then you just adapt like and then you could condense that into whatever content you want but i think uh sure like youtubers are starting to do these bigger live events and live stream events and everything like that so i think it's fine it's it's definitely like you can tap into that cuz there's definitely a market for it yeah. Oh, but, you know. I mean, now you're able to sell out, like, venues and arenas. Yeah. You just did that with your thing. Yeah, Cup Pong, that sold out. That was fun. Yeah, and Ludwig did the same thing with Mogul Money. But yeah, I just wonder how you do it with a big group of people and regularly. And I guess it's like, because OTK is game nights, but that's mm -hmm. just them playing video games or whatever. I just, yeah. part of me is like, could you get a production company that specifically has a show with streamers and does it and maybe that's just what it is is like you said you have to handle all the production and all the creative and all the bullshit and then just tell people to show up but would people yeah. be bought into that would it even go viral would people care i mean uh i don't know where it came from but you know like twitch.tv slash crown like whatever that is 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that came you know, out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is. But, like, <laughs> they had a cooking show the day before. They had Ninja versus Mr. Beast play League of Legends together. And, like you say, can someone do that? But it looks like someone's already started. They're trying. I, yeah. I have no idea who this person is or who this brand is. Is it just, like, a subsidiary from Twitch? I don't, I don't know. Because Crown makes me think of like the whole Twitch Prime logo and everything. Yeah, I'm looking at their Twitch tracker now, and the Crown is the Twitch Prime logo. So maybe it's like yeah. a white label Twitch, but but I it's weird because like it is. their views are all over the fucking place. Like they 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 are they'll average anywhere from twenty six thousand. Like they did twenty six thousand this week. Because they had the Ninja Mr. Yeah. Beast. But they've done streams that have... Oh, yeah. So they did the Mr. Beast versus Ninja Team. 96,000 viewers. And then three days later, they did acrylic paint pouring. Avali May recaps Ultimate Crown. And Gina is joined by Todd Stashwick to craft D&D acrylic paintings. They had 500 viewers. Like, yeah, I guess they I, just do everything? I don't know. I mean, cast a wide net, man. Yeah. Not everything can be Mr. Beast versus Ninja. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I do think it's a little surprising that this company kind of came out of nowhere. I, I'm sure it is related to Twitch. It has, it to, has be. to be. But I I feel like um, just in that inherently, mm -hmm. it has like you can just snap like slap that onto YouTube, you know? People are going to be searching for Mr. Beast and Ninja. Right, yeah. And not even to mention that they had, like, double lift Ludwig, uh, Mizkif, uh, Tyler. Tyler One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they brought together a big group of people. I Like I said, I, it was crazy because I didn't even know about any of that. Like, that was all just brand new to me. Um, I, I saw it hyped up, and then they had, like, hype-up trailers for it, and I did. it didn't work on me. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I just didn't really get it. <laughs> I mean, I see why people watched it. I just kind of saw it and was like, why are they fighting? Well, you're not a league guy, right? I'm not a, I'm not a league guy, but like if they said Mr. Beast versus Ninja in Smash Bros, I would probably say like, I don't want to watch that either. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Like, it's just, they're not going to be good at no. the game they're playing. Would you rather have them done something live, like a Jenga or something? Uh, I think I think yeah. That, honestly, that's pretty fun. <laughs> I always find that way more interesting. Yeah, it's when you, way more interesting. Yeah, when you take like these online creators and put them in a in a real space or do something interesting. Yeah, you really just asked it. me if Jenga is more interesting than League of Legends. That was an easy yes for me. <laughs> Not even the big Jenga. Not even like the huge tiny, ones with the giant Jenga. block. Just tiny, itty bitty Jenga with a small team. Yeah, I, I, it just felt like you know, Mr. Beast and like Ninja were like shit talking each other, and I was just like, I don't get that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what do they have to be angry about? They're like, they just like mash those two together. Yeah, just slams the keyboards. Like, this is gonna be Ninja when I beat him, and I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> How's Ninja uh, doing now? Oh, he's doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I think he averages like 10K viewers now, right? That's not bad. He was down yeah. for a while because he was like down at like, you know, 3K, Mixer, 4K. Baby. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, if I were him, hell yeah, dude. Just 
you have the mixer contract. You come back to Twitch and you just stream whatever the hell you want for the rest of your life. You don't have yeah, to. Like, I mean, he's try. playing like Valorant in League. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm Ninja, I really just don't care at this point. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at it. So Twitch Tracker says he has five thousand current subs. Yeah, uh, forty eight hundred, which is like low for Ninja. That is like, pretty low. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Huh. Okay. I mean, he's a multimillionaire. He doesn't have to show. I'm I sure bet he, he doesn't, doesn't say even, sub like, one advertise. time. Yeah, no, he yeah. doesn't even say it one time. He's just doing whatever he wants to now. Yes. I mean, subs all are always the result of like a call to action, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. I wonder if Ninja would ever go like, do you think there's no, this is stupid. Well, maybe not. Is there ever a world where like a streamer or an influencer goes to SNL or is that backwards? You would never want to do that, right? Go I mean, on like a TV show when you can control your own production. But if you're an actor, right, you can easily do both. Sure, yeah. How come actors don't stream? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer... Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, I think actors kind of live on Mount Olympus in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, if you, let's, you know, comparing the thing of like, why would you donate five dollars to, to Ninja to ask a question? It's like, right. well, would you donate five dollars to ask Michael Jordan a question? The answer is, oh, okay. And like, yeah. I get that. But at the same time, we're never going to have an opportunity to ask Michael Jordan a question for five dollars. Sure. Like, I, I just feel like a lot of actors and musicians at the top and just athletes and everything they try to keep as far away from the common person as possible mm -hmm. like streaming is such a parasocial thing and i think that's why like being a niche micro celebrity on the internet is way scarier than being like an actual celebrity mm -hmm. because like it's just so much easier to find you you don't have management taking care of like all that stuff and then when it comes to uh, you know, maybe I'm talking on my ass. Maybe I have a lot of personal bias and stuff. Sure, sure. But a lot of people, there are a lot more people who are social, parasocially connected to the streamers than they are Chris Evans. Sure, yeah. Because there, there, there's that disconnect of like, if you see an actor in a movie, you have the understanding that that's just the yeah. guy. Yeah, like obviously like they have stalkers and everything. Right, But yeah. like so do influencers. And I think the stalkers could just feel more motivated because they feel like they know him. I guess like they could see the celebrities in like interviews and stuff like that. But you know, that's still pretty different than being able to talk to you directly. Oh yeah. Like you're one sub away from dropping a question in a discord server, right? Yeah, sure. I think, I think with Twitch, the, the affectation of personnel, like the personal relationship makes it really weird. Because yeah. people get way too stuck on that. And I don't know if our brains can handle it. Like, I don't, like, in the same vein that everybody 
sort of laments social media's ability to just connect you with bad news all over the world all the time. I don't think people are ready to like have relationships with people like you, our brains weren't built for that millions of yeah. years of evolution. Did you ever see uh, the story of like, uh, what was it? Uh, oh my God. Robert Pattinson talking about his stalker. Oh yeah. 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 Where he just bored the hell out of her. <laughs> yeah. He let her in and then just complained about his life and she never showed up again. <laughs> awesome story. He seems like a cool guy. Parasocially. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, all those guys, like him, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, the woman who had to play the character from Fifty Shades, like they've all got to do so much work to get away from that. You know what I mean? That seems so hard. How do you not become that for the rest of your life? Yeah, here's here's one image I really like. It's uh, from an AMA that Robert Pattinson did. You can read it aloud for the class. <laughs> what is your life like outside of acting? Sucks. Okay. It's just simply put, he just says that his life sucks. He's a and fucking I think it's, millionaire. He's Batman. It doesn't suck. This, this was pre-Batman. This was pre-Batman, to be fair. Ah, so now it's good. Okay. Yeah. Everything was bad until he became Batman, and now he's on top of the world. I, I feel like, I don't know, dude. When I read this, too, I still get, like, I'm still being acted to. Like, your life doesn't suck. You're fine. You're happy. You know what I mean? At least you're yeah. self-actualized doing what you love. I feel like this yeah. is part of the image, too. Of, of sure it might be but yeah. i do think that like very similar to like a lot of content creation like you really do realize that like oh you can get as much money as you want it's not going to make you happy it eliminates That's, a lot of your problems yeah don't get me wrong but it's it's it does it's not going to make you happy on its own dude that's absolutely true it's uh and, and it sounds so shallow to say because like, a lot of people will respond and be like It'd make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's it, it it's such a shitty thing to say because a lot of people go through life without having the means. Yeah. Like don't you don't even get an opportunity to make money. Like yeah. a lot of people just get fucked from the start and it's like I just think like it doesn't have to be like a wealth thing. You can even just say like any amount of material equity is not going to fulfill you. Like right. it's like f being fulfilled is such an emotional state of being. Why would a physical thing have any true influence on that? Like, of course, like getting sure. money can make you like happy in the moment, you know, like, oh, you're accomplished. But I think that's a much better or much different than like self-actualization. Right. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because it's like it, it's an emotional state to feel fulfilled in that way but like all other emotional states it's fleeting and it passes and yeah. i think people have this perception or idea that like that feeling sticks around forever in the same way that people think if you like make it as a streamer in the year 2022 you're you're good for the rest of your life right yeah. like there's like a 24 year old somewhere that is huge on twitch and he's at a third of his lifespan and doesn't realize that there's still two thirds left to go. I, I, I saw I, yeah. a stat um, the other day, and I have no idea how true it is. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel true to me, but uh, what do I know? It is said that the average lifespan of like a full time creator is three years. Oh my god, that sucks. Yeah, 
Oh, man. That's so sad. I know a lot of people that bow out gracefully. Like, they do what they wanted to do, and they're happy. You ever see one of those YouTubes that, like, there, there are all these YouTubes that'll have, like, several hundred thousand views on every video, clearly a dedicated fan base, probably millions of subs, and they just stop uploading? Yeah. I think there's the opposite one where you come across YouTube channels that have, like, like let, let's say 15 million subs. Oh. And then you have like 20,000 views per video. <laughs> that always makes me sad. It always makes me sad, especially if they're still uploading. Yeah. If they upload every day and they're still doing yeah. the shtick, like they're Just still ch- chasing that dragon. Yeah, dude, that's it's, gotta suck. It's, I really wonder, like, if that were to happen to me, like, a, what would I do? What would I realize? Cause I think, like, my my brain would always be like, I've done it once, I can do it again. But right, yeah. I think if it got to like that point, I would eventually be like almost embarrassed and like ashamed. Sure. Uh, from my own perspective, I was like, maybe it's not there. Maybe, I don't know. It's it's weird to think about, but like, I I just think that if just no one was watching, like at some point... I would probably just like, okay, got it. And then just... Uh, <laughs> Message taken. Yeah, I don't know what i do, but I feel like I would just leave. But just how I've always been, like, I'd want to quit before that happens, you know? I, I'd rather sure. quit while I'm on top than as it's declining. But what's your... I think the issue is, like, what's the bottom floor? Because, like, yeah. you know, if these guys had 15 million subs and, like, maybe they had you know, 500,000 views a video, and now they're down to 20K. Like, if you're uploading daily, 20K views a day isn't terrible. Like, you could make no. a, a pretty decent living from that, maybe like, you know, 60 to 70,000 a year. Like, it's not terrible. Like, at what point does do you tap out? You know what I mean? Because, like, I, 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 the one type of lifestyle, even if it's not sustainable... Like, mm-hmm. if you're making 70K, you can move to Nebraska and live like a fucking king, right? Yeah, yeah, so. that's fair. I, I just think, like, I'd all, I've i always been wanting to push, like, bigger and bigger stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if I just couldn't, I'd probably just, like, quit, realistically. Sure. I mean, I, I have dr- dreams of, like, quitting content creation because I really, I'm pretty good at quitting things. Sure. <laughs> I, in, like, the nicest way possible i i like things having endings sure and i don't really know what that looks like for alpha rad but i'm sure whenever i uh i reach that ending i'll just know so you're not afraid of change no not at all i i almost did quit alpha rad Mm. at, at like the end of 2020 i think i just felt like i was i was bored really and i felt like i was 24 at the time and mm-hmm. going through a lot and across America BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
I don't know. I Alpharad was still like 18, 19, you know? Like sure. it, the channel didn't mature with me. So I just felt like trapped and I I I like had full plans <laughs> on mm-hmm. like quitting, moving, everything. And uh eventually I just said I'll try something new. And so, you know, that's kind of when my style became less gaming highlights, more like condensed narrative, post-commentary, scripted stuff. Sure. And that was the difference for me. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fun again. You know, like it brought, it became too, it it was too formulaic for me to have fun. Did you ever have aspirations of like starting again, like starting over with a different channel or just getting out of the content game entirely? I I feel like just starting from a different channel is just like such a waste of time. Sure. Because like I understand how for some people the blank slate can be like cathartic or something like that. Sure. But for me, I'm just like, I already have this channel with like 2 million plus subs. Why would I just let it go? Why give that up? Yeah. Like even let's say I was like, oh, my channel, I want to start working on cars now. You know, even if I start hard pivoting to car content and it gets like, <laughs> you know, a 16th of the views, like that's still more than you would have if you started from nothing. No, you're right. Yeah, there's no like even the the smallest baseline, like one percent of that audience. Yeah, is more than any. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> car Alpha Red, car Jacob. That's fun. But, I, yeah, uh, I, don't I, know. I I think a lot of online fame has to do it's very lucky and being in the to to the same way that you were talking about SNL people it feels like yeah. capturing lightning in a bottle it's like you have to be the right person in the right moment in time yes and i think people don't realize that second part of like maintaining to, relevance is a skill yeah a it is a talent you have to catch the wave and then you have to ride it which is its own like a lot of people think catching the wave is all it is, but like, okay, you know, think it's, of it's like hard. Any any channel. Okay, let's say you're browsing through YouTube, you see a good quality video, and like you're enjoying it, and it has like seven hundred k views. Yeah, and then you look at the channel, and they have like six seven k subs. Right. You no, know? like they clearly just had one video that did well, and like you look at the channel, it's just nothing else. Like, and. Any of those channels could easily be a full-time influencer. Right. You know, like it's it's having one drop of success is luck. It's random. It's like, I think like I could force it to happen to a smaller channel now. Sure. Just because I know so much. But it's one of those things where you can't know it until you've been it through it. It happens to you. Right. Yeah. So it's random until you're on the other side of it. Yep. But, and then at that point, you're like, who knows if the skills will still transfer? Because, yeah. like, you couldn't make, like, how to play 101 now. No, of course not. In the same way. But you could do what, like, 24K is doing. And that's different, but it's... Yeah, how I just you, think, like, knowing yeah. how to title, knowing how to thumbnails, knowing how to make clean edits. Mm-hmm. Like, all those things just come together. Because, like, you know, you have to hustle. Like, when I first started uploading on Alpharad, I was dead as going on Omegle and like starting conversation with people and plugging my YouTube channel and gaining <laughs> subs that way. That was my first. I got 40. I went from zero to 40 subs in a night. You know, like <laughs> that's a start. Yeah, that's somewhere to go. That's a good I way went to, on to start Twitter follow for follow trains and like pitch my YouTube like it was call me call it shameless. But like 
You got to start somewhere. It it gave me motivation to continue because if I was like, I just got a hundred subs just by hustling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'll sometimes when I'm streaming, I'll get people that come into my chat. They're like, watch me instead. And then they'll like link their Twitch. I always try to give those guys like a nice little boost. I'm like, you know what? That's good hustle. Good for you. Yeah. Nobody's going to do it, but you know, I, I go for it, please I harass really, more people. I really want to do the stream idea. Actually, I might do it tonight. Um, I think smash content sucks True. for the most part. And I really want to like, uh, have like all these creators just like, hey, if you want, I'll watch your stuff on stream and give advice. Uh huh. Because because I think I'm this fountain of information that I don't get to like talk about. Sure. Because why would I just do that to my own content? Right. Um, but I don't know. I was just watching some Smash content the other day, and I was just thinking like, this is so close. <laughs> Do you like, know who, well, I guess saying I'm, name, not, I'm but, not gonna drop. Yeah, that's it. not a good idea. Yeah. Never mind. But there, there's just like a few when I was just like, uh, I know it's all one person, right? But you ever watch a film and think like, oh, if this directing was better, this sure, would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I feel with the, like a small, like obviously there's not a director, but um, I just see it's like, oh, a little bit of direction could just change so much for so many of these channels. I don't think people realize how much goes into channels like that. Like to tie it back, same with SNL. You have writers, yeah. you have actors, you have producers, you have that stuff with like YouTube channels. Dude, okay, just for SNL, the thing yeah. I always think about is sit there and think about set design. Yeah, they have to come up with like props. And, set and design is one day. of my favorite things yeah. in just film and it goes so underlooked. Right. Nobody cares. People just take yeah. it for granted. It creates the immersion so people don't think about it further. But I love set design. Yeah. Uh, but for YouTube channels, it feels like people don't realize how many people are in that. Like, rarely do creators, like, you know, these Smash guys aren't making their own videos. Yeah. Um, most I think of them, some of them are. I think a lot of the smaller ones do. Oh, sure. The smaller ones or the ones that don't have a... Like, I don't Panda. think Void, like, Void doesn't edit his own videos because he has CLG, right? It's actually not CLG. It's just his roommate. Oh, really? Oh, is yeah, it? Hey. Uh, who is it? Uh, Alpha. Okay, like, that's, what, Alpha. that's what I thought. I didn't want to say it because I didn't know if they still live together. Yeah, Alpha does it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying, like, if you don't have the resources, if you're just a guy, like. Yeah. I was talking with Z. Z is obviously way bigger than any of this. Little Z. Um. But he edits all his stuff still. And I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. But having he, your he own... He still has, like, a lot of editors who help on the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'll, like, have the final say on it, which I think goes really far. Yeah. As opposed to, like, someone who is very... Hand like, I'm super hands-off with my stuff. Yeah. So I can sort of speak Dude, to that. I don't do anything, so... On the other side of it, mm. like... Uh, my notes are ridiculous. Before I give anyone footage... I give them like a full annotated brief on how they should edit it. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so you give uh, them marching orders and they follow it as opposed to like, here, do what you yeah. want with this. Yeah. yeah. Because like I have a vision, I want to follow through with it. Like I, right. I can show it to you, but it is, it is just like a full script that's annotated and everything. And whenever they send it back, um, let, let me see. I sent a, uh, a, a three, <laughs> four pages of revisions mm -hmm. of like bullet points. 
and oh, it's all Lord. like since I'm like such an editor at the core, like a lot of the suggestions are like very technical. Like I'm offering things in terms of like finite number of frames of what should be changed. Oh, sure. Like cut X to Y at these yeah. exact frame. Oh, dude, that's got to be terrifying to work for because you can't bullshit. Like somebody can't bullshit you and be like, oh, I can't make that work. It's like, no, I've I've done it before. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the I think I I was a freelance editor once. So I think it's helpful. Sure. Because you get so many times like, okay, so this happens all the time when I work for like sponsors, you know, they'll they'll say like oh, I love do these. it in your own words. Yeah. You know, like do what you want. We don't care. We don't want to step in your vision. And then you say something and then they're like, oh, well, actually, we have notes. And <laughs> we talked like, about well, that last episode with the Sonic P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Sonic piece. Piss. Uh, yeah. It's just like I I work for so many clients who are just like, do this. And then you do something. And then they're like, well, we didn't see it like that. And I'm like, then fucking tell me. Yeah. 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 And I think it's really easy. I mean. Yeah, just the same thing as like when you're hired on a job and it's like, oh, do what you want. But then like you still have to in the back of your head be like, well, I don't know if they're going to like this because they gave me zero direction. Yeah. And then you you put everything into it and they don't like it and it goes out the way. Yeah. I'm actually I'm working on something now for something with Panda Cup, which actually if you'd like to be a part, I'll hit you up after this because yeah, sure. it's funny. Uh, but I'm working on an ad for a company that we're working with and. We sent it to them, and they're like, oh, this is great. This is perfect, fine. But it could have just as easily been hours and hours of notes and revisions. They want something back by Friday. That's the worst part, the fucking crunch. Yeah. Like, when when you got to get it back immediately, trying to get approvals and stuff. But You know, it's rough. It's it's definitely rough. Like, for the Cupong thing, you know, like, we had a sponsor of NordVPN, mm -hmm. and, you, you know, that was, like, 4k footage like they the sponsors in the vod and the main video like it that's five hours of content and they were they like, were that hey. hands-on bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What? Were they like, oh, I thought you were saying they wanted all this. Like they were really hands on. Like these were deliverables that they demanded. Like, no, I need well, I'm all just saying like we had a sponsor read in the VOD and in the. I hear you. In yeah, the yeah, main yeah. video. And they were like, hey, at this timestamp, when you have the text on screen, you have it overlaid with the footage of the crowd. Can you just make it a neutral background? And it's like, well, the whole ad is talking about how you made this production possible. So I'd want to show the production. And also, like, that's the one change you have in this entire video. And you want me to export five hours of 4K footage to change it to a neutral background. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just like, that's going to be like a, a multi-thousand dollar change for me yeah. to do. So it's just like, okay, might as well. But at the same time, um, I was just like, can we just ignore this one? Yeah. And eventually, after like a, <laughs> a couple of days of pushing, they said yes. Which, you know, is a little excessive, I understand. It's kind of a diva moment. But 
I was just like, it's not worth re-exporting to change this one background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like re-rendering all of that sounds yeah. exhausting. I, I feel and like they would I was be out way more hands off. Oh, yeah, you were gone, right? Yeah, okay. and I was like, don't let me upload this on hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, I feel like that a was VPN the main thing sponsor I was would be super chill, though. I would think so, because, like... Yeah, honestly, they are. Okay. They, they... Well, we worked with them for, like, over a year now, and the VPN sponsors are pretty easy. Gotcha. Okay. The yeah. hardest sponsors to work with are, are Eastern sponsors, though. Did I talk about that? No. I did. I... I think I did. Eastern sponsors? Oh, Which ones? Like, um, just because like influencer culture is different over there. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're much more strict about uh, you have to stay by oh, the script. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah there's a like very your specific race, Shadow script. Legends or Genshin Impact. Like they, they don't want you to have like your own inflection on it. They want you to dance monkey dance and read their bullet points. Right. Yeah. Did I? Uh, did I ever tell you about? I got hit up by one of those companies and they said yeah. they wanted a like I get hit up every once in a while in my email and they're like, hey, we want footage of you playing our game. And it's not like a YouTube activation or like a Twitch sponsor. It's one of those things where I play the game and then like I might be a YouTube ad. Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, we're going to get into this gotcha game. Hope I get a good roll. And I've gotten like 10 of those. And part of me wants to like be that guy. Yeah, and like do all hey, of it's them publicity exactly and just i kind of want to see a tweet where somebody's like this fucking guy keeps showing up on <laughs> youtube he keeps trying to get me to play these uh these these eastern gotcha games what the fuck and i just but then uh what happened to me the other night that stopped me um i was watching youtube with juliet and uh she, you know, it, it was like Coco Melon or something, some kid, like super simple song, some kid channel. And in between them, they have one of those ads for a gotcha game. And it's like, you know, a guy, like a mid-20s guy wearing a headset yelling. And she pointed at the screen and said, Daddy. And that really hurt. So <laughs> I'm trying to limit my exposure <laughs> from yeah, no, her I, in I that understand. regard. You know, that that it, it was really a... a a moment of clarity, I think. That is funny, tough. though. It hurt, yeah. I, I do think... Because uh, <laughs> um, you're trying to hide everything about Kony Tour. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, but, dude, yeah. it's it's weird and scary because, like, eventually she's going to go to school, right? And, and they're going to talk about what mommy and daddy do. Yeah, and, and she doesn't know. Right, or if she does, though. Like, if I'm still streaming... Are still doing this when she's in first grade, second grade, her friends are definitely going to look me up, and that's weird, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's just like just to come up with the fake job. <laughs> I mean, what you just did SEO work in the past, right? That's true. Yeah, I think just go with that. I don't know. I, I yell pretty loud when I stream. She's going to come down here at some point and be like, "Why is Dad screaming about SEO?" <laughs> At 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> 11 p.m. Eastern. Dad is in the basement yelling his fucking head off, screaming Look, obscenities. I don't think she's actually going to ask that many questions. I think, if anything, she's just going to assume that that's just what people in your field do. Like, <laughs> she doesn't know what SEO is, and why would she? Yeah. Just internet marketing in general is just 
screaming Just at the top you of your lungs. Just say you work for Google, and that answers everything. <laughs> and it's still technically not not untrue. That's true. If I say I worked for Amazon, that's what I'm doing. Technically, yeah, I'm making Amazon streamer. money. That's true. Yeah, you work for Google on YouTube and Amazon on Twitch, so like it's there. I do think about that a lot because it's like we are the first generation of like influencers who are going to like like you were talking about when I see like a 40 year old YouTuber with like 15 million subs with 20K views of video. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. And yeah. maybe they're happy, but it does make me. But I'm like, how many people are going to be like that? Right. Yeah. Like, mid. 30s, early I think 40s YouTubers. There's, there's like three ages on YouTube. There's uh, your Minecraft Zoomers sure. slash TikTok Zoomers. Two different breeds, but of the same cloth. Yes. Um, there's everyone else. <laughs> and then there's if you have a kid. Mm. Okay. No offense, sure. but I think that's where the divide is. I, I think... I don't think your age actually matters on YouTube. Sure. I think it's if you have a kid, people like view you as like, oh, okay, he's a family man. No, that's true. How do you feel about that as a, someone as a kid? Like, do you mm -hmm. think people like view you? Yeah, like, and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I, I, got, I fell into this really weird thing when everything happened in June of 2020 with Smash, and I hate to keep coming back to this. Yeah. People had this. It grew this idea of me as like a wholesome smash uncle oh, or something. Yeah, that sucks. Does but that you make know, sense? That's only because you have a kid. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. but that's what I'm saying is like I'm like the 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 surrogate un cool uncle dad guy now, and I'm like I never fucking yeah. wanted to be that, and I I'm not yeah. trying to do that. Um, and I feel like that the whole June thing sort of led into that because people were like, oh, he's so. Like people were weird about praising those who yeah were who talking were, yeah or or yeah it was you know. weird yeah and and it's like I'm not doing anything cool or faint it's just like I'm talking about the shit that I've seen and it was just kind of unnerving because like I don't know why I got latched into that batch of because I'm not wholesome and I'm not your fucking uncle you know what I mean like yeah it that that happened a lot. So, but I think you're yeah. right. I think the perception does change a bit. Yeah, I'm just talking about like sheer perception. No, you're I right. I feel like people, like, you know, let's talk about, um, like when I saw like Scribble Showdown, right? Like you have like James Odwin's out, who's like 25, and Aaron Hansen, who's like late 30s, like hanging out being buddy buddy and everything. Sure, sure. And I sure. think no one really bats an eye at that dynamic. And it's because neither of them have kids. No, nah, that's a good point. Like, Something changes I, in in how people see it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, agree. I think because it's so rare, because it's rare for people in, in an influencer position mm -hmm. to have a kid. I think it's just like in a similar position of just like marriage as well. Like, obviously, I was, and now I am not married, mm -hmm. and that was a whole process. But I hated how people like viewed oh, me yeah. back then. You know, it's just because, like, if anyone says anything, it's just like, you know he's married, right? Or just, like, if, let's say, I'm making a, a coomer joke about, like, low punny or something like that, yeah. you know? They're like, aren't you married? And it, it's just, like, oh, dude, all this yeah. fucking humor where it's just, 
it it just pisses me off because I'm like, this doesn't make me any different. And obviously, like, I'm not saying now it's like, oh, thank God I'm not anymore because now I get to make Coomer jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like this vengeful thing. It's just like. I just want people to shut the fuck up about my personal life as much as they possibly can. No, I totally hear you because it feels like they're saying it not to you. They're saying it to get brownie points. Like, I know about this thing about you. True fans will know this shit. It's weird. True fans shut the fuck up and enjoy the show. Siri. Oh, dude. I bro. (laughs) So my 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 YouTube guy changes titles constantly. And these motherfuckers in the comments are like. Why did you change the title, LOL? Stop changing the title. Ch- shut yeah. the fuck up. I was Don't- here when the title said this. Oh, my God. Shut up. It's so annoying. Oh, gee. Yeah. but I know what you mean about being married. There was some. Um, and people get really weird with it. I remember yeah. there was some. Uh, I was talking about cyberpunk, the the game cyberpunk. And I said something about uh, there's a character named Judy in it. That's like your love interest. And I said something about, I couldn't remember her name. I was like, I think her name was Julie or something, which is also the name of my daughter. And somebody in the chat was really weird about that. They're like, wow, why did you call your character, your daughter, the character that you are love interest with? It was really weird. And I'm just like, that is weird. why the fuck would you make that connection? That's unhealthy. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like similar things of just, it's, you are weirder for saying it than I am for doing it. Yeah. Like I really, I like Vaporeon, you know, like the little <laughs> Pokemon. And every time yeah. I mention that fact, people bring up the copy pasta. They're like, that's a little sus that you like Vaporeon. And I'm like, I don't like it. Cause I'm trying to fuck the water dog. Yep. You freak. <laughs> it's, it's just people whose brains are so associated with one thing are just disgusting. <laughs> it's like the same thing as like, let's say, uh, you know, oh, I like this. I've ranted about this before, but uh-huh. she's like, oh, I like this anime girl who happens to be 15. I like her character. Right, like, right, right, right. And they all respond with, um, you know, she's 15, right? And I'm like, I'm not trying to fuck this girl. She is fictional. I just think her character is cool yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that you know it, it feels like the internet is becoming more and more like uh what's the term there's some psychology uh the response where it's um what is it called that test where like you say a word and then you say the first like, word that comes to your mind uh i don't i don't there's know. a phrase for that oh production pavlovian no it's like if i said the word dog and you said pet um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just don't know the actual. All right, you know word. what I'm talking it's about. It's kind of like a like a, a a verbal Rorschach. Is that is that sort the of name? sort of? Yeah, it's there's a term for it. Response the initial, but it's like your initial response to something. Yeah, got and, it. And and the internet is just full of that, and you see it a lot when you're streaming because mm-hmm. if I say anything that is at all related to like, if I'm fight if I'm playing a game, and yeah. there are enemies like. Let's play. Let's say I'm playing uh, New Super Mario Bros. You know those black <laughs> spiky balls that like spin around yeah. platforms. Uh-huh. If I said, "Damn, I hate these black things," chat will yeah. light up with The Rock doing the eyebrow, <laughs> analyzing what I say because I said the word black, and yeah, I feel like it's yeah. that with like Vaporeon it's, with with you and know like characters. To even to know. tap tap into that, like it's these people who come across as like martyrs of morality when it's just bringing that discussion up 
is is really just reinforcing the cycle so much more than you for saying that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And my example like, was just jokes, but like there are people who do it in earnest. No, that no, get I've, I've really been there. fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can, people have those clips taken out of context, right? And then it's like people will share the clip out of context as a joke, and then it spreads it spreads beyond its intended demographic. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wait. You were in the stream the other night. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but I was trying to say the word indefatigable. I, I was, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it didn't come out, right? You fumbled a little I bit, I fumbled yeah. a bit, and, uh, you know, there. I shouldn't say that on this podcast. We should probably cut this, <laughs> because somebody will do that just to piss me off opposed this clip. Like, <laughs> ding, I, ding, ding. All right, now, kid, let's talk about how did we get here. SNL uh, we, was how we started. Yeah, we talked about SNL for, for like, like 20, 20 minutes. minutes, sketch comedy. We talked about, like, crown channel and how like influencers can do it then we started talking about influencers and then if i correct me if i'm wrong i think it was just a pretty angry episode from then on (laughs) yeah i think i've noticed that a lot of times in the last like the back half of the last 20 minutes it gets angry yeah it gets it gets mad creator talk what it's like to have an audience and why it sucks it's so bad to be what we were. Please we feel bad for me. Poor Give us. Give me a Twitch Prime and feel bad for me. <laughs> Playing video games for a living. Uh, I, th- I think we stayed kind of on topic for the first half and then the second half. It was yeah, two halves. Which is better, better than normal. Yeah, much better but, than, than what yeah, we usually Yeah, I'd call that a, a pretty standard episode. And um, honestly, I got nothing to say. Hopefully we'll be angrier next time. See ya. Goodbye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallen, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.